are Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Locked On Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Spotify Green Room is changing the way that we talk about sports, and it is an amazing way to connect with other sports fans around the league. Head on over to the App Store today to download the free app called Spotify Green Room so you can join me next week where we talk about the NHL and whatever else is on our minds. Today's episode, we have a little bit of talking to do. We have the Flash of Flames, which is going to be our news and notes segment, and of course, our weekly winners and losers of the week. So jump right into today's episode. Make sure that you're subscribed and following Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts, and I will be sure to, you know, give you a pat on the back. (laughs) So I hope you all had an amazing week. Uh, Kind of hard to believe that the season is over, officially over now, that the Lightning won the Stanley Cup. But now we get to shift our focus onto free agency, maybe a little bit of, you know, that preseason, and potentially some schedule release. You know, we don't know what's, we don't know what's around the corner, really. But We do have some preseason news in terms of the Seattle Kraken. They released their preseason schedule, and the Kraken will be visiting the Saddle Dome on September 29th, and then the Flames will be traveling to Kent, Washington, to play the Seattle Kraken on October 2nd, which is very exciting, and I know it's hard to believe that it is almost the middle of July, and we're already looking at the preseason and things like that. So we will have to just keep trucking through free agency, the expansion draft, the entry draft, (laughs) you name it. These teams are going to have their work cut out for them. And speaking of having their work cut out for them, rather, Haley from The Athletic reported that there haven't been, from her understanding, there have not been any contract negotiations uh, from Brad Tree Living and uh, Johnny Gaudreau's camp. And I think that that's, that's fine. I don't really think that anything can really jump off until July 28th, which I mean is still 18 days away. So while things are slow for us and we don't necessarily know what's going on here and we just kind of have to speculate it's you know they got to do their jobs and I believe it was Elliot Friedman who put out um his 33 thoughts on the season uh the final one of the season to just kind of say hey um you know, Gaudreau's probably going to be asking for more than what Kachuk makes. So we also have to consider that as well um, heading into the season because the Flames really only have, I believe, around $13 million in cap space, which isn't necessarily a lot of money. Um, And uh, it doesn't look like they're going to be using any of the LTIR for the... um, 
you know, for a little bit of cap relief with Sean Monahan's injury because um, somebody reported it was a blog. Uh, I don't remember the name of the blog, and I don't, I haven't seen anybody else reporting this, but they can confirm that Sean Monahan has had surgery and uh, his timetable for the return is unknown. But again, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to speculate on his surgery or anything like that, but regardless of where he is at that, I hope that he is staying healthy and is looking forward to making his return as the Flame Center. <laughs> but of course, we do have the expansion draft coming up, which uh, I believe this week the teams will put out their list of who they will be protecting. So we will have that to talk about as well. And don't forget that each, I don't say each player, but there are players who have a no movement clause, so that automatically protects them. So, like, if you don't see, um, I believe, Kachuk has a no movement clause. If you don't see him on the protected list, it's because his contract already protects him, if that makes sense. So, you know, don't get your hopes up too much. Cross your fingers and... uh, Yeah, (laughs) maybe say a prayer if that's your thing. But coming up next, we are going to talk about questions for the offseason. We had um, a nice little article released by NHL.com that I kind of want to dive into and make it about the flames. (laughs) So stay tuned for that. Locked on Flames continues. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. NHL.com had an article called 10 Questions for the NHL Offseason. And a lot of them, they were very good questions. And, of course, you know, you have how are the Lightning going to handle the cap situation? How are the, you know, how are the Sabres and Jack Eichel going to figure out their issue going forward? Who's going to be starting for the Bruins? Is it going to be Jeremy Swayman or Tuka Rask? Tuka Rask is technically a free agent, and there haven't been any contract negotiations that we've heard, and he had to have surgery this offseason. So, you know, what does this mean? What does this mean? But I thought that we could talk about three questions for the Flames offseason. Backup goaltending. Okay. So last year was a very obvious option. I think that last year in free agency, they knew that they were going to go after Jacob Markstrom, and it was an easy decision to make. And you did have David Riddick there to back him up. But now, you know, Riddick's gone. They traded him at the deadline. Uh, Louis Domingue, I believe, is not signed through, so he's a free agent again. And, you know, what does that look like for Markey? What does he have to rely on? Because I think that his work load management, whatever you want to call it, was... um, Mismanaged, I do. I do think that he was being overplayed, and I don't. I don't want to say like overplayed in a negative way because he is your starting goalie, but he did seem to have some issues there with his back. And you know, what are you going to do to secure, like, to make him feel secure that you know he can take a day off, he can take a game off against you know 
I don't know, Anaheim, if the divisions, you know, go back to what they were before, and uh, let him rest so his back isn't seizing up and whatnot. So, got to look out what's on the market. You know, Yaroslav Halak is going to hit the market, and I believe that he could be a good backup for this team. Um, You know, I have to do more research because I really haven't been paying attention to goaltenders hitting the market, but, you know, fingers crossed there. Uh, My next question is, what are you going to do with Matthew Kachuk? Because this isn't just an issue that I look at from last season where he did have that down year. This is him wanting to win. This is him, you know, wanting to be the best player that he can be on the Flames, but he's also, you know, a little bit of an instigator. And I think that he's finally turning that corner a bit in the sense of, hey, um, this isn't necessarily what I want to do or what I want to be anymore, so what can I do? Um, And they need to figure it out because they have that qualifying offer, which is like $9 million at the end of next season. So are they going to want to trade him while they can? Uh, There's no world that... Vladimir Tarasenko for Matthew Kachuk is working out. So I'm sorry to everybody who has kind of thought that through. And (sighs) I can't. Um, Which is a whole other issue that we can dive into next week. But Matthew Kachuk is somebody that you need to be building this team around if you want him long-term. If you want long-term success and you want to start seeing success, Matthew Kachuk, Johnny Goodrow, Mangiapane, and, you know, Noah Hannafin are the people that you need to start building around. And we don't really give the Blue Liners enough credit. And I think it's because it's not as easy to look at their stats and, you know, um, measure their success like it is with points and whatnot with forwards. So, you know, maybe that's on us for not uh, taking a deeper look at stats for Blue Liners and whatnot. But... Anyways, um, back to Matthew Kachuk. I do think that he has to have a rebound season. And if he doesn't, there will probably be an issue and the team is going to have an issue extending that qualifying offer. That is just going to be (laughs) what it is. There is no other way around it, you know. So I'm very interested to see how his season goes and if any conversations are had if there's any truth to those rumors that he wants out of Calgary or um you know maybe Calgary wants him out I don't know but it would be silly and then my final question here is of course the playoffs because you look at this team and they are not a playoff team they are absolutely not a playoff team and I know that you can say well Montreal wasn't a playoff team correct they weren't and they made it to the cup by somehow putting it together and making uh, whatnot. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they assembled a team that squeaked by into the playoffs and then came back against the Leafs. Uh, Probably should have been swept (laughs) by Winnipeg. And then they played Vegas and then lost in Game 5 in the Cup, which is fine. Like, I'm not saying they don't, like... 
they they do deserve credit for what they did because it's not easy winning four hockey games. Are you kidding me? Um, so this Flames team really needs to look at their picture and what they want to do for the playoffs because do you have, you know, do you trade people? Do you start unloading contracts? Do you buy out Milan Lucic because, you know, it's just too much of a liability? Do that's another thing we need to talk about next week. Oh my God. Can't even, I I don't want to get into it. Um, and this team needs to have major tweaks before they can make a run at the playoffs and before they can leave the first round, because, you know, this isn't just an issue here of players being injured and playing through injury to get to the playoffs. This is about the caliber of your team from top to bottom from your starting lineup to your depth, to the goaltending, to your defensemen, to the people behind the bench. So, alas, what are we going to do there? And I think that these are very important questions that the team needs to address. And, of course, we are going to talk about our winners and losers of the week right when we come back. But first, I do need to interrupt and talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is the world's best tasting protein bar, and I love my Built Bars because they taste like candy bars, okay? I am not somebody who enjoys um, eating healthy. I'm not. No, I'm not. But the best thing about Built Bars is that they don't taste healthy. They taste like that, um, that hearty, you know, rich, candy bar. It's delicious. They come in a bunch of different flavors. Coconut, double chocolate, orange, strawberry, which are two of my favorites. German chocolate, cookies and cream. And I love just making them, blending them up a little bit and putting them into a protein shake. Tastes delicious. They taste good and they're healthy too. There's, they're high in protein, and they only have four to five grams of sugar and about four or five net carbs. And there's amazing flavors. They're all tasty, all healthy, and you can head on over to BuiltBar.com today and use promo code LOCKED15 to get that 15% off of your order. And Built Bar is the official official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team so you can eat like an Olympian when you order your Built Bars. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 for that promo code and discount. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off of Built.com. Lockdown Flames continues. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcasting platform. It's Friday, which means it's your winners and losers of the week. And of course, we always end this show on Fridays with winners and losers. And there's nothing wrong with naming your winners and losers. I think that it's pretty fun because, you know, you get to poke fun at people and also praise people. And I think that it's so important to shine praise on everyone around the sports world. And I am going to start with our winners this week because normally I start with the losers and give a little bit of a ho-hum like, 
Oh, whatever. But we're going to start with the winner, which is Shohei Otani, who now leads the MLB with 32 home runs without taking batting practice this season. For those of you who don't follow baseball, Shohei Otani is this era's Babe Ruth. He pitches, he hits, and he's out in the outfield. So, oh no, he pitches. I think he's played the outfield before. I could be wrong, but he is just Babe Ruth. He, in 2021, he is so fun to watch because we don't have anyone like that besides him. You know, he he'll hit, he'll pitch, he'll do it all, and he'll play the outfield like he does it. And I think that's so fun. And yeah, batting practice, like you know, just get a few reps in, things like that. But you know, um, phenomenal, phenomenal stuff there. And my loser of the week. I know you guys need to just. Hold on two seconds. After I say this name, don't make a face because I know you're going to do it. It's Nikita Kucherov for signing a deal with Bud Light. Bud Light is disgusting, okay? And then also he lost the Conn Smythe. So, like, you know, just losing all around. Although Vasilevsky did deserve the Conn Smythe. Argue with a wall. <laughs> um, absolutely love... Um, anything but Bud Light. I'm a big, um, not that this is much better, but I do love my Miller Light. Um, I'm more of a cider gal than anything. But yes, thank you all so much for tuning in today. And I hope you all have a fantastic weekend. Uh, the Stampede's back, so enjoy that. Enjoy, um, hopefully, the nice weather up in Calgary. And I will talk with you all this weekend, or this week, rather. <laughs> Bye.